I think that the most, the best you can do is just to get up and do something. Um, what bothers me the most in the world is when somebody has the ability to give back to society or just to contribute something to society and they don't because they just don't feel like it or they're lazy um, and they just, they make up reasons why they can't and they don't. And that is very frustrating to me because I feel like if everyone lived up to their full potential, you know, the world would be a much better place. Um, so yeah, so get out and do something, try something, find things that interest you and, um, you know, try to give back a little bit. Do you need encouragement to turn tragedies into your own triumphant life story? If so, this podcast is for you. Listen to powerful guests who have persevered through challenges so you can gain strength to build your championship life. The host of Professor of Perseverance Podcast, Dr. James Perdue. Yes, it's time again for us to share, for us to get some inspiration, for us to get that little, little piece of nugget that to get us through today. Because we know that uh, life's coming around, and what's it going to do? It's going to kick us in the teeth. And what are we going to do? Get some dentures if we need it, but we're still going to live life like we should. Or today they can implant that tooth back in there, right? And still live the best life that we can. All right, today we're going to talk about... Uh, Brittle bone disease, all right? Our speaker was born, our guest was born with brittle bone uh, here. And so let's go ahead and get started. This don't hold off anymore. Uh, Catherine Clematis, let me push this button to get you on here. There, Catherine, come on in here. Hi. So thank you for coming in. Which you, I, I can tell already with a big, beautiful smile. <laughs> I mean, how can we have a bad day when we got a smile like yours? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I try. I try not to have a lot of bad days. Uh, there you go. That's what we, we do. That's right. Bad days are coming whether we want it or not. And That's just right. uh, how we deal with them. I, I don't I don't agree with, uh, and I'm not going to take a lot of your time up here, but I don't agree with uh, when people say, oh, you make the decision to have a good day. There's nobody that can do anything to, you know, you make it. Wait a minute. If somebody comes up and cut my pinky toe off, I'm going to have a bad day. That would be a bad day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm going to say something I shouldn't say. I'm going to get mad. I'm going to throw mother shoe at them. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, but here's the thing is you can't sit and dwell on it all your life. You got to finally get past it. Yeah. But don't give me that when they say, yeah, if someone comes up and says something bad to you, you ignore them and move on. Okay. Yeah. I can deal with that. But if they slap me in the face, uh, I'm not just going to smile and say, have a great day. So I got something to say, but again, get over it. And then I hope the best for whoever, whoever they did that to me, hope the best for them. But yeah, I'm sure that I uh, know me, I will break my positive influence for about two minutes, three minutes, and then I'll move on. <laughs> I think that's most people. I, I would think so. <laughs> hey, Brittany, again, uh, no, Brittany, Catherine. I don't know where I got Brittany from. Catherine, thank you for coming in again. And uh, yeah, let's get this uh, going on here. So, brittle bone. Yes. All right. You jump in, tell oh, your story oh, where okay. you think we need to be, and then I'll ask some questions. Sure. Um, so, I live right outside of New Orleans, Louisiana, 
um, as you said, I was born with a genetic bone disease called osteogenesis imperfecta, and the simple term for that is brittle bone disease. Um, I to say that other word, but that's easy for I you know, to say. I know, it's a lot. It's a mouthful. It's um, easy for you to say, that's right. Yeah. Um, it, it, so um, people ask me how many bones I've actually broken. Um, we actually stopped counting around 500 when I was 10. Wow. So a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. And um, I grew up with two parents who were veterinarians. So um, I've grown up with animals, of course, my entire life. Uh, but for me, they had experience in the medical field. So uh, that made life a little easier for me as far as dealing with my medical issue. Um, yeah, so I, um, I deal with a lot of physical pain. I, I try hard not to take a lot of narcotics. Um, I don't, I just don't mm -hmm. like the way they make me feel. Uh, I just, you know, yeah. um, they make you feel, well, at least they make me feel very out of control and I'm a pretty controlling person. So I mm -hmm. do not like that at all. Um, my mom is actually a homeopathic veterinarian, so she does okay. a lot of holistic medicine, and I use a lot of natural medicine also to yes. manage pain. Now, for um, people that are coming in, you know, that's for you and your doctor to discuss on your medicine. Yeah. It has nothing to do with Catherine and me. We're not trying to push you any way or the other. No. She's just talking about her experience. You do what's best for you and your doctor. Uh, but I do tell people, don't be afraid to second guess or second opinion your doctor though okay Definitely. and then see if uh, other one agrees what's going on so Definitely. but again while talking about medicine what to take not to take that's her experience uh, my experience of uh, yeah. you seek your professional experience your professional uh with your doctor for right. uh, and right. physician yes all right all right go ahead yeah yeah this is just what works for me i mean you know yes. i tried a kind of all of it and this is just what i have found over the yes, yes. years i've been alive you know that works okay. for me um, but I know lots of people with my same condition who go different routes. So, you know, you just have to figure out what works for you and mm -hmm. do that. Right. Um, yeah. So I was the only kid in my school, uh, in a wheelchair or with any kind of physical disability until I was a senior in high school. So, um, right. you know, I, it was interesting growing up. I, I would say in high school and during your education years, that could be good and bad, right? Yeah. You being yeah. the only uh, yeah. good because you can meet new friends that more concerning with you that, you know, look for you to be you. And then right. course you got those bullies everywhere. Well, yeah. And, you know, the, that I think that people ask me if I get if I got bullied more than other people, uh -huh. you know, more than able bodied people. And I really don't think so. I mean, okay. I, you know, yeah, but that's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I really feel like the bullying I got was just normal adolescent teenage girl drama. Okay, you know? okay, yeah. And that's just, you know, you're going to find that everywhere. Yeah, um, yeah. And so anyway, so um, I graduated from high school and then I went to Loyola University uh, in New Orleans and graduated with a BA in graphic design. In 2011, and I, yeah, and I, um, I opened my own art and design business, uh, CAC Art and Designs, right out of college. 
Um, but right. I had actually, I had actually been painting for a long time. Um, when I was five, my mom bought me my first watercolor set. And I, say I read that, that uh, your mother yeah. got the first set for you. Yeah, because I was bored and I was smart and I was driving my parents crazy. Uh -huh, there so, you go. And so I, um, they were constantly trying to find things for me to do. And they gave me this watercolor set and I took to it like immediately. And like I, a duck in um, water. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I used up all the paint in a couple of days and all the computer paper in the house. And um, and my parents realized that not only did I love it, I was actually pretty good at it. Mm -hmm. And so they awesome. got into other classes, um, you know, obviously in school, but then also outside of school and summer classes, you know, art camps, things like that. And so I got to do a lot of different kinds of art by the time I was a teenager. And I started painting. Um, I used to have to go to work with my parents on Saturdays when I didn't have, you know, a babysitter or whatever after school. Um, I would go to work with my parents on sometimes after school and then always on Saturdays. And I would paint the clients' pets as while they were sitting and waiting for my yeah. parents. And eventually they started giving me money to do that. You know, like the clients would give me 20 bucks or 40 bucks or whatever. Yeah to paint their dog or their cat. And I, as a young teenager and a, you know, 10 year old, 12 year old realized, Oh, oh this is pretty cool. Like, you know, I'm making money and I'm, That's right. you know, um, so I, uh, at that point kind of started looking at art more as a career than as a, uh, than as a hobby. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so I still do a lot of pet portraits today. They look very different from the ones I did when I was 10, which is good. Um, <laughs> which is good. Yeah, yeah, they've, they've definitely gotten better. Um, and, yeah, so I, I also specialize in painting animals. So I can paint other things. But, um, you know, I grew up with animals. They're my favorite subject matter. Uh, they're what I connect with the best. And so that's what I tend to paint, whether it's you okay. know, pets or wild animals. Um, I got you. Yeah. So yeah, that's basically animals. Animals and Mother Nature, boy, that's the way to go. Absolutely. Animals bring so much encouragement to you. You know, they don't they care do. as long as you feed them, take care of them. They give you that unconditional love, and so they're they're exactly. just a blessing, a blessing that was sent to us to take care of. Definitely. I mean, I have five dogs, so I mean, it, it kind of comes with the territory of living with a veterinarian. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but but yes, uh, I have five dogs and I mean, they're, you know, they drive me crazy sometimes and you may hear them at some point in this next 30 minutes. But um, that's, that's OK. We love to hear them. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, I love them. They're driving crazy. That's a short drive for me sometimes. <laughs> it is. It is often <laughs> a short drive. Now, now, let's get back to this, uh, your brittle bone disease. And when mom and dad, how were you and they realized that you had this condition? It, they found out two weeks before I was born. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. So, From yeah. the, okay. Yeah, okay. So they could see on the ultrasound that I had several broken bones. Um, so, Already yeah. as in development. Yeah. I think I was born with 11 broken bones. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, here's a big question here for me anyway, but um, 
So knowing you're going to be born to this condition and everything, did they put you in a big old bubble wrap huh. to uh, protect you? Uh, um, did, were, did, were they overprotective as parents? Uh, did no. they try to oh, let you until something happened? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, the thing with me was like, it takes it. Well, when I was younger, at least, you know, when you, when you have brittle bone disease and you hit puberty and you get those hormones, um, mm -hmm. your bones get a little bit stronger. So the rate okay. of breakage is, is less. But until then, I mean, it takes, it took nothing to break me. You know, I could just get my toe stuck somewhere and break my leg. Um, I could sneeze and break multiple. Uh, I was going to say, I've heard some other yeah. people that they said they sneezed too hard. I was yeah. they broke a rib. Yeah. Uh, or a collarbone. I've done that before too. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so, so the thing was like, it was going to happen no matter what I did, you know? And so my parents basically said, well, I mean, obviously you need to think about what you're, what kind of activities you're doing, you know, and do them within reason. But, you know, if you're feeling good enough and you want to try to do something, then we don't see a problem with you going out and doing it. Um, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. encourage that, you know, which I think is really good. I think a lot of parents tend to go the opposite direction. Um, with Too much with the opposite bone. direction. Yeah. And, you know, it's so hard because they're still kids, you know, they still need to have that social interaction and, and grow up and, you know, um, one, this is just a quick example, but one person that I see on some of the message boards, you know, their parents were very overprotective and, mm -hmm. um, you know, this kid is now an adult and, or yeah, a very young adult, but an adult, but has not mm -hmm. wanted to do anything with their life. You know, they, they don't aspire to college. They don't as fire to finding work they don't do anything you know and and that's unfortunate because they can <laughs> they just don't exactly. exactly you know yeah um so no my parents were not like that and i'm very glad they weren't uh i mean i'd almost say that every once in a while they were a little bit more in the opposite direction than i would like or what i would have liked at certain times um yeah. but yeah they always pushed me to do my best. And actually, honestly, my mom always made me want to do as much as I could. Um, I mean, there were days where I had multiple broken bones and I still wanted to go to school. And she said, mm -hmm. no, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. and I remember being so mad at her because I loved school, you know? And, um, so, uh, you know, there were definitely moments like that. Mom still had to be mom when she needed That's to do right. that. That's right. So, the, the loving, the tough love on you at that time. Yeah. Hey, I, you know, I was it was for your health. She's looking after your health. Yeah, I was not one of those kids that wanted to get out of going to school yeah. very often. You now, know? let me ask you, so I know this is a stupid question, but I, I don't know the answer. So uh, you said going through puberty with the whole new hormones and stuff makes the bones somewhat stronger. Mm -hmm. uh, I know it's not 100%, but better than it was. Mm -hmm. Is there not anything, the injection or something that doctors, scientists, research yeah. that could give you early on to help make them a little stronger as you're? Yeah, so there are. There's, um, there I is, mean, I know there's good and bad to go with it that early. That That's true. So there is a an infusion. Well, there's a couple of them, but they're biophosphonate infusions. Basically, they 
um, kind of like that pill Boniva that mm -hmm. uh, people with osteoporosis take. They kind of do the same thing, but the problem, well, first of all, research has shown that they're better if they're given at a really young age. And when I was the age to take them, um, they were not well-researched yet. You know, mm -hmm. they were yeah. still relatively new. And so I, I mean, I did not have them. I did not take them. Okay. Yeah, um, okay. They were still so new and they didn't know. However, there are some pretty heavy uh, side effects from them. There can be some pretty heavy side effects from them. Um, one of the things that happens, that, and not with everybody, but one of the things they're finding happens is that the drug takes, I mean, essentially what it does is it takes strength from other bones and puts it into your long bones, meaning like your arms yeah. and your legs, right? Yeah. The problem with that is that over time, as you get older and then your hormones change again, those other bones that it's taken strength from start to have some real problems. Um, and so one of the most common is that it takes from your jaw bone. And one of the uh -huh. most common issues is having a lot of jaw issues later in life with it. Um, and that's just not something my parents thought they wanted to risk with me. And honestly, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know how much of a difference it would have made in my life. Um, I know people that have done really well on them. And I know people who have done really badly on them. So, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's a flip uh, of a coin on most things like this. It is. It is. You know, the problem with OI is that you don't, I don't um, absorb calcium. So it doesn't matter. Like if I eat a bunch of cheese or if I eat a huge steak or I drink a bunch of milk, um, it doesn't matter because I'm not going to absorb the calcium anyway. And actually I'm lactose intolerant. So it's not a good thing for me to be drinking anyway. But um it's um you know there's not a lot of supplements and things that that I can absorb you know so something that would normally help somebody with a calcium deficiency doesn't really help me because I just mm -hmm. I, I don't have what it takes to absorb it so yeah okay now yeah. let's go here don't want to get too sensitive with you on this but let's go here a little deep that with your condition and stuff, what is your lifespan longevity? Um, well, average? Is, is that still normal like everyone else? Is it short? No, it's not normal. Um, it, it's funny you ask that because that has been a question coming up on these message boards lately. Um, because when I was young, when I was born, first of all, I wasn't supposed to live very long, mm -hmm. you know, a couple years. But then they started telling my parents 40. Um, I'm 33. <laughs> so there you go. Um, but but that being said, I know several people with the same severity and the same condition I have, and they are well past 40. So, you know, I would venture to say somewhere between 60 and 70, just judging by okay. the people I know and the people, you know, I've seen. Um, and of course, that's barring any, you know, major exactly. crises and, you know, and, and yeah. And it, right. it goes back to, you know, doing the best you can to stay healthy as can as you can too. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. So the better you can, better you can prepare your body 
nutritional correct. wise and everything and do everything cor correct, the better opportunity you get to go further. Exactly. And, you know, and so, I do that, you know, I try to eat well and I try to exercise some and, you know, I mean, not overly, but, uh, you know, uh, it's not like I don't eat dessert and I don't drink alcohol and, you know, but uh -huh. I don't like, overdo it either. You know, oh, you give me a good banana split and you've already yeah. made my night. I know. <laughs> I know. So, all right. All right, Catherine, let's get into this quickly. We again, I'm not going to dive deep into Do You go as far as you feel comfortable. Boyfriends. <laughs> intimate, intimacy. Uh, no, not at the moment. I um, I work all the time, honestly. Uh -huh. um, you know, I own my own business. And right now I've owned my own business for you know, since 2011, the past 11 years. And it's finally like actually becoming successful. So yeah. that's kind of where my focus is constantly mm -hmm. at the moment. Uh, not that I'm not open to it. It's just that um, that is what I'm focused on. You know, well, I, and there's certain times yeah. for certain things. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, I'm not one of those people. I'm a very independent person. I don't need a second person, you know, mm -hmm. in my life yeah. constantly. Um, so it doesn't really bother me, you know. Okay. Um, if so. it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, and it, it happened when it's uh, supposed to happen. That's right. So, all right, good deal. All right, so now with your, how long you said you got your um, uh, displays, your your business, how long has it been going on now? Uh, since 2011. I mean, I've been painting okay. since I was. You know, like yeah, technically, I sold my first painting when I was ten. But yeah. I mean, as a for real legal business yeah. since 2011. <laughs> Good deal. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Um, with your other people, how many? How many other people have you met uh, with similar conditions? Uh, several. I met several. So what's interesting about um, brittle bone disease is that it. Uh, varies a lot in severity. So there uh, yeah, are, I can believe that. I can see. Yeah, that. there are people with the most mild type, and they can walk. Um, they're often a little shorter than the regular population, and they, you know, they have the angular face like I have, um, and they they have the same kind of voice and the same shaped chest. Um, mm -hmm. You know, our the whites of our eyes are often blue, uh, like a light okay. blue. Um, uh -huh. so, I mean, if you know what to look for, you can recognize it, but yeah. it's almost, I mean, if you don't know what to look for, you wouldn't know, you know, yeah. and, and they usually break, you know, three or four bones in their lifetime, maybe 10 and then mm -hmm. that's it. You know, they may have some okay. other issues related to the disease, but it's nothing like what I have. Um, I have the most severe type that lives past like infancy. So and you're uh, kicking its teeth in the <laughs> wow, there you go. There you go. Good, awesome. So the most severe type um is basically the type where the rib cage doesn't develop, and in a lot of cases the skull doesn't develop. And uh -huh. if that doesn't happen, then the organs can't develop. Exactly. Then, you know, obviously you can't live like that. Exactly. Um, so unfortunately, those people do not sometimes they don't make it even to birth. Um, yeah, if they do, you know, it's not far past that, yes. So, yeah, <clears throat> but right, yeah, here's a... I, I know several, I know a few with my severity again, like 
online, this is one of the things that Facebook is great for, you know, because I'm able it, to yes. meet all kinds yes. of people, you know. Exactly. Like this. So yes. That's really great. Yeah. All right. Here's another stupid question. I'm assuming <laughs> to know the answer, but it uh, doesn't mean I do. Uh, with all the uh, breaks, uh, bone, bones that you break and, and, and going to break in the future, um, painful. Do you have normal, what they call normal sensation, I normal feeling? Sensation. Yep. Yeah. Actually, I get asked that question a lot. Um, I do. So there's nothing wrong with my nerve endings. They all work just fine. Um, what I tell people is, you know, I, I'm, I mean, I can't be in your body. Like, I don't know what it feels like when you break your arm, you know, mm -hmm. but um, I would assume that I feel the same amount of pain, but because I've been dealing with it for so long, I think I just, I have a higher tolerance for it, Yeah, you know, and I handle it better than most people. Um, Block some of the pain out. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, obviously there's, the whole mind over matter thing. And, you know, and sometimes that works and sometimes that doesn't. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, but, but I try. Um, and, you know, there are some days where <clears throat> I can handle what's going on without taking anything, you know, taking any ibuprofen, taking anything. But then mm -hmm. there are some days where I'm like, okay, time for some drugs. That's <laughs> right. That's right. You know, like, this what do you is mean? What do you mean? Give me two. I want 10. Yeah. This is way <laughs> past what I can handle. I hear you. you. I hear you. Yeah. Um, well, you're doing yeah. amazingly well. I'm proud of you. And uh, anybody that come listen, it's going to be very um, uh, uh, proud and going to be very uh, glad that they come across uh, this, this uh, podcast. Uh, you're oh, you're an incredible, so. you're an incredible person. So oh. to uh, with your depth, with hand you're dealt with and you're, you're doing, you're playing it out pretty good. Thank you. Well, I found that, you know, you just have to find, what works for you. You know, we That's were talking it. about that earlier. Um, like for example, I paint laying on my side. Um, mm -hmm. most people do not do that. Uh, but you know, that, that is what works for me, you know, and I do a lot of things actually laying down because it's easier on my back and you know, all that. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, a lot of people find that strange, but for me, it's normal. Yeah. I can't even, I can't even paint a stick dog. That's how bad <laughs> I am. So my my painting is, hey dude, could you paint that for me? That's my painting. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> all right, that's, uh, why, that's why we exist. That's there, why. That's right. So that's all right, Catherine. Uh, siblings. I do not have siblings. I have dogs, and they're practically oh. siblings. Oh, exactly. They they're, they are family. They are treated like little humans in my house. Um, yes. Yeah, we always joke about that because everybody asks me, do you have siblings? No, but I have dogs, and they are often treated as well or better than that's, I that's, that's right, that's right. You yeah, know, um, which is, I mean, quite honestly, that's how it should be. So it's totally fine. Someone um, brought this to my attention one day when I had, I got a service dog, and we were walking oh. in the uh, store, and uh, yeah, I'm in a wheelchair. I don't know if you know, I'm in a wheelchair. I got my neck broke, paralyzed. Mm -hmm playing football and so i got a ricardo my service dog and we were in store one day and some woman elderly woman she came up to me and she said i don't know if you've heard this before or not but she said you know that uh god's favorite animal are the dogs and i said really and i said I, i'm trying to think in my head i've never read the whole bible but i've never read where it says dogs is his favorite animal either and so she says 
And she says, well, what is dog spelled backwards? Yeah. And I go, then I'm, and then I'm, I'm visualizing spelling it in my head. And I go, wait a minute. <laughs> and so that's when it hit me. So uh, she, she may have, have a good point there. She does. She does. Um, I actually trained one of my dogs as a service dog as well. Um, she's a Sheltie and she's very smart. I mean, she's not like, I mean, I'm sure you have a service dog that was, that was trained for you. Right. I mean, exactly. it went off. yeah. Okay. She's not that good. I mean, she's good. I love her and she picks things up for me and she listens really well. And, you know, I can take mm-hmm. her out in public and all that. Um, but she also has a mind of her own and she decides whether or not she wants to do something when she wants oh. to, you know, now in public, she's very, very good. But like she's around the house, if I say, you know, pick that up for me, most of the time for me, she'll do it. But if I, if like my mom asked her to get something, she'll look at her and go, no, you can do that yourself. You don't yeah, need me to she's, do that. Yeah, she's like, she's like my dog. She's, uh, he's getting that uh, selective hearing now. Yeah. So yeah. He, but he's a, yeah, he's 14 years old. He's actually retired yeah. working now. Yeah, I got him from the very beginning. He was two years old when I got him. And let's go ahead and plug Canine Companions for Independence. If you need yeah. a service dog, please contact Canine Companions for Independence. We actually met him in Orlando. I live again outside of Nashville, Tennessee. And Ricardo and I met in Orlando. He was two years old, and he has been a blessing for me. Yeah, so he, he's been a good one. So. All right. Yeah, he's in the, he's got, uh, I say selective hearing. I think he's gotten 14 years old and he can't hear as well now. Uh, but he still gets up and wags that tail I don't every know. morning. Yexi you know, does the same thing. She's about 13, almost 13. And, um, you know, I can't decide. Sometimes I think she can't hear. And sometimes I'm like, you can hear me. You just don't want to listen. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, I've said the same thing, except he he can hear me, but he ignores me. But if I open up a bag yeah. of potato chips, he hears that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. All right, uh, Catherine, I think we've uh, I think we've got some information going here today. Oh. And uh, boy, I appreciate you being here. You are a blessing to be brought to my life. I'm glad our path is crossed. I'm glad yeah. we got to meet each other. And I hope uh, one day, uh, maybe one day you'll start your own podcast and I can be on there with you. I and we can talk I to other people. Yeah. So I think that would be good to help other people in your condition, plus other people in other conditions. Uh, I would encourage anybody to start one, but I know it's not for everybody. So, <laughs> but uh, you get out and get on everybody's podcast as you can possible and get that message spread out to stay hopeful, I'm provide sure. some encouragement, persevere no matter what the situation, how painful it may be. Yeah, uh, I'm trying. I've been on a few different podcasts over the last month, so it's, it's been a lot of fun. They've all been totally different from each other, and um, it's it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and lie to um, me. I think, tell, tell me. Tell me mine's been the best. Go ahead and lie to me. Oh, it's been the best by far. Obviously. There we go. That's Obviously. I like to hear it. That's it. Especially right. because you live out Nashville, because that's, you know, like I said, one of my favorite cities. Oh, world, yes, so. he's right. Your second favorite. That's right. Yeah. So, all right, Catherine. Hey, uh, thank you for being There you go. Thank you for being here again. Hey, yeah. um, uh, go ahead and tell your uh, social media, uh, any speaking opportunities people can get a hold of you, 
uh, your uh, business, how they sure. make them look at some of your artwork, uh, how they can get hold of you or not, and uh, tell us your, your, your stuff, how they can get hold with you. Sure. Um, so my website is K-A-K, which is my initials, K-A-K Art, N-O-L-A, like New Orleans, Louisiana. So kakartnola.com. And my those are also my Facebook and Instagram handles. So it's kakartnola. Um, my official business name is Kakart and Designs. And I don't have any um, exhibitions right now. Uh, one actually just closed near outside of Baton Rouge. Um, but hopefully, I'm hoping to have one at the end of the year. I don't really know yet. Um, but if you want, if you go to my website, you can sign up for my newsletter, follow me on social media. I'm always putting stuff up there. Um, I do have an Etsy store uh, that's linked to my website. So you can go there and buy some art or buy some products with my art on them. Um, and that's always fun. <laughs> and I also wrote a book um, and that is available on my Etsy store as well. What's the name of the book? It's called Looking Up, and it's about me. It's kind, of about, it's kind of about what we talked about today and um, and my story and just my life yeah. in general. Yeah. Good deal. It's awesome. Um, yeah, get a good copy of, uh, of uh, some of her artwork where she signed it, and then uh, get on eBay and get 10 times your money back. Oh, so, uh, I wish. Oh, I hear you. Know. I wish. You I hear you. No, if it happens, don't tell me because then I'll feel bad that uh, I should be sounding more. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we will go from there. All right. Hey, uh, oh, Catherine, you have been a blessing and everything. Again, your beautiful smile and everything got me all fired up over here. So oh, Catherine, we know that other people are hurting and struggling. If you can leave us with a, a big, powerful message that help them get through today, that's going to be a blessing. Um, I, I think that the most the best you can do is just to get up and do something. Um, what bothers me the most in the world is when somebody has the ability to give back to society or just to contribute something to society. And they don't because they just don't feel like it or they're lazy. Um, and they just, they make up reasons why they can't and they don't. And that is very frustrating to me because I feel like if everyone lived up to their full potential, you know, the world would be a much better place. Um, so yeah, so get out and do something, try something, find things that interest you and, um, you know, try to give back a little bit. Help out the community and to bring a smile back to you. Exactly. Don't always think it's, don't always think it's me, 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 me. All right. Give it away sometimes. So, exactly. All right, Catherine, thank you for being here. You're a blessing. Uh, you're, I tell your mom and dad that the uh, professor of perseverance said, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, all right, then. Thank you. Hey, everybody else, be sure to share this message out. Uh, find somebody you know that you know they need a little uplift today. And Catherine's going to be the one to do that for you. Remember, Catherine, they say this stuff on the Internet's going to be there forever. So 100 years from now, someone's going to find you and you're going to hit them on the spot where they need it. So Awesome. There we go. All right, everybody else, do something today, tomorrow, something next week that's going to help you persevere past your paralysis. Thanks for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast. For motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. For more information, go to Facebook at Professor of Perseverance. Visit the website at ProfessorofPerseverance.com 
and view the YouTube channel, Dr. James Perdue, Professor of Perseverance.